Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of This Is Mappa. I'm your host, Stel, and I've got, once again, Kiri and Roy. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Hello, Stel. Good, man. Hi, Kiri. Good. <laughs> Hola, Gala. You're all good. Another Hola, exciting Gala. weekend. <laughs> Do you know what? It's always exciting in Cyprus. This is the thing. This is why I enjoy the Brodathilema so much, because so much happens it's not like you can you watch the Premier League, for example, and Man City will draw against Southampton, and the only talking point is, oh, should Carl Walker have been sent off? I look at Omone against Doxa, which maybe should be the first game we talk about, and I think we can go on for about an hour and a half on, on this particular game. Unbelievable, the amount of things that happen, and I've spoken to some players in Cyprus who believe that Omonia got away with murder. My argument is, well... You know, there are some decisions that were absolutely dead on. Um, but let's let's talk about this one because we did a podcast on it, Roy and I. Um, and it'll be great to hear your thoughts on this one, Kiri, because I'm, I'm going to just give a bit of a summary. Uh, Omonia against Doxa. Obviously, Omonia started the season with a defeat against Ayek last week. Doxa have taken four points out of a possible six. They beat Anrofasi 2-0 last week and the week before they beat uh, Ayek. Uh, they, they, drew Ayek. Apologies. they drew the Ayek, yeah, that's right, 1-0. Um, they've gone into this game... They've taken the lead through Sadiq, who else? But that goal was disallowed for what was given as offside, even though I think it was more of a foul in the build-up. Doxa then go 2-0 up from a free kick. Balls crossed in, headed in, 2-0. VAR says it's offside. Then Doxa get a third goal, which is a fairly good goal and a goalkeeping mistake by Fabi, but we let him off because last season he was the player of the year and, you know, goalkeepers make mistakes. And then what ensued afterwards was nothing but carnage. Um, Omonia make get a red card through Vito, uh, uh, Jordi Gomez um, for following through, which I personally believe was a very harsh decision to send him off. But again, this is something we're going to discuss. Omonia then makes substitutions. Gagulis come on. He chases a lost cause in the 89th minute with the goalkeepers dawdling outside the box, wins the ball, although many claim that it was a foul. He then goes in the box, the goalkeeper fouls him, a penalty is given. Mikhail Duris, who was one of the subs, hadn't kicked the ball at all, steps up in the 92nd minute because all of this happened in the space of like three minutes because everyone was going crazy. The goalkeeper was sent off. It was his second yellow card and the, the gamesmanship, et cetera, et cetera. Dura makes it one all. And then two minutes later, it, just like we called it Bergie time, didn't we, Roy? Not Fergie time. We called it Bergie time. Just like a Man United would. Ball's put into the box, and Lesiax, the, the left back, the standing captain, volleys it in with his right foot. You just couldn't make it up, could you, Kiri? Honestly, it's just like a drama. It was, yeah, it was insanity. Uh, obviously, you guys are invested in the game. You probably watched it, you know, at, at a different level of intensity than, you know, than, uh, you know, uh, quote-unquote neutral onlookers. Obviously, everyone is interested in the, in the table. But uh, it was one of the most drama-filled games I remember in Cyprus that don't involve violence from the stands. Uh, it was like all on the pitch, which is what you want to see, obviously. Uh, but yeah, from I don't know where to start. Like uh, from from the red card to the offside, to the disallowed goals, to the did it or did it not go over the line? I didn't uh, even but, mention that one. <laughs> yeah, is it Lang, right? Uh, uh, Hubachan, Hubachan, yeah, back yeah. off the line, yeah, yeah. Um, that, so, I guess we should take things from with a chronological order. <laughs> so the yeah, the, the first goal when I saw it in real time, I, I couldn't understand why he disallowed it. Uh, having watched the VAR, I think it was the correct decision. Um, I think Roy mentioned an offside. You mentioned a foul. Um, but I think it, I think the foul comes after the offside because technically, or I, I don't know, it's tricky. I think the foul activates the player in an offside position because he was coming back from off. Yeah, he was coming back from an offside, and I think he uh, maybe like grazed Lesiax, uh, and he yeah, fell. It's, or it's whatever like he, it was, it's like he blocked him off. I like blocked him off, really. Yeah, he was impeded, right? So I, I think that made him uh, offside. So uh, correct decision. Um, then, yeah, the it was still nil-nil. Then it was the ball on the line incident. That's right. Or, 
maybe over the line. I, I watched the, the highlight. I couldn't make, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't know if there were, if you guys saw additional footage. From the footage that I saw, I couldn't make my mind up whether it went the, over the line. And it's kind of frustrating. I don't know how much it costs the Hawkeye system, but maybe that's something for the league to consider installing because VAR apparently wasn't, it wasn't enough to, I don't know, it, it might have been enough because I don't know if they actually reviewed it. Uh, I don't know. The you when, when you look at the, the FIFA law states that the whole ball has to cross the line and the one angle yeah. we have that gives you more of a, I don't even want to say conclusive because it, it's still, you, you can't see, if you zoom in, you can see that the whole ball isn't over the line. Three quarters of the ball is, but not the other quarter. But then it depends on the angle that you're looking. Because for me, when I look at VAR and the lines, which I'm sure we're going to go through, I don't like the angle where they that they use. It's more like a 45 degree angle. I'd rather they had like, um, you know, in Greyhound Racing, where they've got the, the rabbit and it's on a track and it goes across. And there's a camera that, that views. I'd, I'd rather they had a camera like that on a touchline, just going across to monitor things. And then you can see deadline because for me these decisions you know even in the best leagues in the world the biggest leagues in the world they, they can't get it right but that goal line technology that like you said that needs to be brought in because for me looking at that zooming in the, the whole ball isn't over the line for me anyway mm -hmm. no i i agree i think the, the your camera suggestion would basically put linesmen out of out of a job because i mean that's what they're supposed Wouldn't to be, be a bad doing thing. obviously obviously it's difficult them to see where the you know on the post because it obviously the post hides the the line but yeah goal line technology i don't know how much it costs but they they, they need to do it if they want to avoid you know things like this in the future um but yeah from the angle i it doesn't look like the whole ball has gone over the line from from what we've seen on tv contributed to the you know, like uh, raising the, I don't know, the intensity of the game, like Odoxa players felt wronged twice within the first 30 minutes. And then, you know, okay. Um, what do you reckon about the goal then? Roy, you, you can answer this one, mate. Sorry, what was the question? What I reckon about the goal? Yeah, the Odoxa the the goal. Second one. Yeah. Second oh, the second one. It was marginal. The, the, the thing with the... That game is that, uh, like I said on the pod the other day, th there are certain things that, uh, or certain decisions, where it can be up to, uh, uh, how did I, what's the Interpre word? Interpretation or? Yes, it's up to interpretation. For example, if I push you with my shoulder, some might say it's a foul, some might say it's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, just that. It's it's a contact sport football, okay. And uh, some might say this was a foul, but with 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 the offside or with like the ball crossing the line, there's the technology. And even if it's a centimeter or two or a meter or two, it's still offside. No matter how harsh uh, it, it might seem for a team, because what I said is that yes, dogs are played really well. All levels, they, they, they steamrolled us. They read the game better. They had more passion. They're tactically correct. They were pushing up men. They were causing trouble to us. Um, but that doesn't mean that uh, the goal should have been allowed just because for the effort, ah, dogs are played well and, ah, okay, let's allow the goals when they should have been disallowed. They were but, but what I can say as an Omonia fan is that it's probably the first time that I've been watching Omonia for over 30 years, that I've seen a game where there's like four decisions all going towards Omonia's favor. And I think that's mostly because of VAR, because if it wasn't for VAR, we would have lost two or three nil. And uh, thank God for VAR as well. Uh, and, and it made me feel uncomfortable because in, in real play, like you said, uh, Kiwi, because I, I was at the stadium, I couldn't understand. I, I couldn't understand. I was wondering, okay, why did they stop play now? Why was it disallowed? Uh, did something happen that I didn't see? So I had to come back home and then watch it on replay. And I thought that the two goals that were disallowed and, and uh, okay, obviously the, the, 
when Hubert Chan stopped it on the line, it was again very difficult because you're talking about as it was 87% of the ball, and it, depending on the angle you see it and how you see it, they were all difficult and marginal decisions. Okay. The one that you know uh, people insist on was with Kagu, with Kagulis, uh, when he chased the keeper and uh, he tackled for the ball. A lot of people like said to me, you know, he it was a blatant foul. It was a blatant foul. But again, I couldn't see it. And that's not me being an Omonia fan. Uh, I, I tried genuinely to, to watch the replay many times from different angles. And I still wasn't convinced. Okay, saying that, if it went the other way around, would I have accepted it? Probably, yes, I would I would have. And again, that, that meant that we probably would have lost the game. But what I want to... Uh, what's more worth mentioning about that game is, is uh, Omonia's uh, appearance. It was a very, very poor appearance. And uh, for me, as an Omonia fan, that, that's what worries me. I mean, everything else that followed uh, Abuel asked, you know, Abuel um, saying that, you know, the, the referees involved should not play. Doxa saying that, you know, they should check the game for because it seems suspicious. Abolona has their own opinion. And of course, you have their own opinion. This, this is Cyprus. This is Mappa in Cyprus for you. It happened uh, many times before. This is not going to change. You just change the names of the teams or the protagonists. And you can, you know, a few months from now, a few weeks from now, it's going to be the other way around. But yeah, you, you, you can't compare what happened. You've got the technology, the VAR technology, so you don't have the excuse of, of, of the human error, even though there's still going to be mistakes, even, even with VAR, there's still going to be mistakes and uh, people are going to disagree again. But at least you, you can't turn black into white or the other way around. This is my uh, my first opinion. Which happened? So, uh, the, 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 for some which reason, happened before, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I can talk for ages. Still said we can talk for an hour, an hour and a half. I can talk for for ages, and and like even teams who the, the, the team that showed the most sensitivity out of all, everyone played against Olympiago last weekend. They had a play blatant penalty against them, no one said nothing. And they played with Abolon on Saturday and Okabiasvili had a red, a red card, not a second yellow, a red card, there's no problem. And that's, that's not important, but I think it's because Omonia didn't play well and, and they turned the game around in the stoppage time. That's what made, if, if Omonia was a little bit better and the goals came earlier, no one would have paid so much attention, but it was Omonia lost the first game. And they they saw that, you know, two, five minutes before the end, Omonia was losing the second game. And I think that's what blew it out of proportion more than anything else, I think. Because I think it was just blown out of proportion. That's my my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think the I think Doxas and Omonia's performance is definitely fed into the narrative of the injustice you know being done but I mean from a, a genuinely neutral point of view because it's early in the league uh, the table is going to change a thousand times by the by the time we we get to uh, March and May I think the the first VAR call was correct uh, the offside was offside so that that's that there's no need to to analyze it further the um, the, the ball on the line incident I have to defer to VAR and they decided that it was not over the line. So again, there's no point of overanalyzing. The, the red card, I know still said it was a bit harsh. I think for me it was, I think it was a red card because it was like, kind of like when they I say, agree. when the player says, uh, sorry, when the player is considered to be out of control or like possibly endangering the, the opponent, even if it's not intentional. So I think you you give the red card. The foul, the Kakulis incident. Obviously, the the keeper, as I don't know what he was thinking to endanger himself, you know, losing possession that late into the game. 
Um, so I don't feel much sympathy for him being punished like that. Although I am erring on the side of being a foul, like 60-40. I don't think it was blatant, like uh, Roy mentioned, that some people said it was a blatant foul. I'm leaning towards it being a foul. But I, I can see it both, you know, going both ways. Kiri, do you know, on the podcast, I said that the, the way I knew it wasn't a foul is by the goalkeeper's reaction. Because if it was a foul he'd be straight away protesting to the referee or he'd hold, be lying down, holding his ankle or whatever he, contact was made. Even if he was cheating, he still would... But he got up straight away because he knew he messed up and he chased Gagulis down. That, for me, was enough. So I think when they were, oh, when they were looking yeah. at VAR, when you look at the, the angle behind Gagul where he's, he's nicked the ball... You don't see any turf come off the ground. You don't see the goalkeeper's leg move a certain way, like it's just been hit. And I think these little, little, um, uh, what's it called? M uh, margins, fine margins, they're coming to fruition in this in this particular passage of play. So yeah, and, and to be fair, it was a penalty. You can't, no one can dispute that it was a foul <laughs> on, on Gagu in the box. <laughs> Keep us yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, but we're talking whether Gagulli fouled the keeper. Yeah, but, but, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. The, this is what I'm saying. The, the goalkeeper's reaction for me was enough to say that it, it wasn't a foul on him because he didn't he didn't appeal. No one appealed. I, I think he was turbo powered by by embarrassment <laughs> at that at that moment. But uh, but like I said, I don't think it's blatant. It's it's a tricky it's a tricky uh, bit of play. I thought he clipped hit not clipped but like touched. Uh, the heel, uh, the goalkeeper's the heel. Ankle. The ankle, no, the ankle. Uh, no. But um, but like I said, I thought it was marginal. Um, in any case, but yeah, I, I don't know what he was doing, uh, holding the ball, overholding it like that, dribbling, dribbling with with the maybe Vozinha is his hero. Anchor. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's watching too much Bogadinov. Although he has his best weekend, <laughs> in, I don't. I don't know how in how many years uh, he had a really good performance against San Jose, but that's a different game. I was I was saying on on the podcast the other day that you know it's it's poetic how the 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 slander on Duris began after a glaring miss against Doxa last season, and he comes off the bench his first touch he puts the ball in the back of the net after three or four minutes of waiting to take the penalty, and then his contribution for the the second goal. Uh, holding the ball up for Shehu and putting in the box for Lesiax. But I want to sidestep a little bit and talk about the reaction to this game because you can go on forever because as far as I'm aware out here in the UK, having read a few articles, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but Docs are putting a complaint about the referee. Um, I, as far as I'm aware, the documents were leaked or the, it was, there was a leak which ended up in the, in the press. But at the same time, Abuel requested that they didn't have that referee for their cup game yesterday because it was the same referee that was appointed for this game. So they changed the referee. Uh, IL have now chimed in because they're upset with the standard referees. And now the Cypriot FA have decided to bring in a fourth official for a game at the weekend, which is Portuguese. He's going to be running the VAR. Um, maybe you guys want to elaborate on this. Um, yeah. You forgot that Abolon also asked for one referee, not two. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. So, yeah, I'm, see how much I'm missing? So, like, you guys can elaborate on this, please. <laughs> no, honestly, I think for sure I haven't seen everything. It's almost impossible to have caught up with every single comment because uh, every team has piped up to, to opine on, on, on the game, like you said. I mean, some of it is maybe quasi-genuine. But, you know, there's like theatre involved, applying pressure for down the line, um, you know, keeping the, the CFA on, on their toes. But I mean, there's it's almost surreal and like comedic what's going on. Um, obviously, this is not the first time those words apply in. I'd say tragic rather than comedic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a combination thereof. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, uh, comedy is tragedy plus time. At the moment, it's tragic. It's going to be comedic after a few weeks from now. But like I said, this is, this is, this is who we are. I mean, we're not, we're not going to change. Um, no. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, I mean, there's so many little side stories to this. Um, 
like Ike Ladnaga said, oh, we, we can't help but feel troubled by what we've seen. Like politicians have made less impassioned speeches about war crimes that happened like during the, the past year. Um, and then there were so many little side issues. I think there was like a, a like a mini scandal brewing because a referee was business partners with a, a like a, one of those guys who monitors games, like an Eboptis. Uh, I don't know how you translate that, but uh, or fair. something like that. And then I heard through the grapevine, I, I'm not going to mention the ref or the game, but uh, that they attended yeah. a, a random game just to watch it. Uh, just just to attend the game, and they were told to leave by uh, I think someone from the CFA because what if people see you? They're going to deduce that you have an interest in this game. Um, just because you can attend it for free doesn't mean you should attend yeah. it. I mean, and I and I understand that a hundred percent. And it's like the refs themselves, like that. We you know, we have the expression in Cyprus, like their mind is not helping them <laughs> to understand <laughs> the, the perceptions and like what people think. It even reached to a point where I think they, they didn't care. If you remember, I think it was two years ago when there were the is it, is it red envelopes? We call Kinifagelli and brown envelopes. What do they call them in English? I don't know. Uh, and there were bomb threats and they bombed the houses or some of the referees. And the same referees involved, two weeks later, they were refereeing and they were making same mistakes and there was another red envelope coming for that. So the, the level of uh, refereeing in Cyprus is, is uh, very poor. But that's what I'm saying. With VAR now, they, they can't do what they used to because they always find... Uh, the excuse that it's a human error. Now, it's, it's, it's not limited to human error. And what I was about to say is that Cyprus is a very small island and everyone knows everything about anyone. It's, I, I remember when I was studying in England and I went to the university of a friend of mine and I played football with the team. So the, it was the first year versus the second year students and the referee was a fourth year uh, student and everyone respected him and everyone spoke to him like the utmost respect and they were putting their hands behind the uh, backs and they were like oh why did you do this why did you do that and I was like seriously if it was Cyprus we're gonna kill him right? we were like oh. and and in Cyprus you you know you know if, if for example I decide to become a referee they know where is with Omonia they know this guy, you know, his children are in my school. Uh, his neighbor is my friend. And I know this. I know this about him. So it, everyone's prejudiced against him. And they don't do themselves any favors as well. So this thing with the, with the referees, I'm, I'm not saying that referees from other countries are better or they're more talented. But they're not doing themselves any favors. And, and there's similar to all jobs. There's, there's dirty referees. There's dirty referees and, and whoever tries to not follow instructions sometimes, he, he doesn't uh, get the opportunity for an elixir to... To rise up through the... Through rise up the, through the ranks, ranks, you know? So... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's like politics. If you make it to a certain level that means you have done certain favors or looked the other way in certain situations. Um, it's very rare that you, you know, you get somewhere in Cyprus by being entirely pure, but that, that, I guess that's, that's, that's a kind of like a different discussion. I mean, the fact that we're talking about, like I saw, like you mentioned earlier with the Voxa submitting a, an official complaint and now there's the, like a, a uh, like a government committee looking into the the subject. I'm like, what is that? Is that what we're doing now? Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Do, do you think it was Baba Stavro who stirred the pot originally when he was talking about a catalog where you can buy referees? Do you think this is where well, it all stemmed from? 
the thing is uh, a little bit for sure, because think about it. I mean, I don't know Baba Sabra. I don't know much about him. I mean, other than what everyone knows, like the generic stuff. I don't know him as a, as a person, but who, I mean, which fan of super football hasn't had the fantasy, okay, as a kid, I'm going to be the one, I'm going to come in. If I make money, I'm going to come in and, and you know, and uh, manage my club and I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to call these people out. I'm going to call everything that I see wrong with super football. I'm going to call it out. And that, uh, you know, it's like Serpico. <laughs> you know, you, you can't be the, 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 I'm not saying that Baba Sabra is clean or dirty. I, obviously, we don't know what's happening. But let's say he's, for the purposes of this, of the premise like that he's a clean one. You can't go against every other chairman because Kirzis did not exactly the same thing as Baba Stavru, but he's he didn't really go well with um, with Abuel, with Anortosi. Uh, maybe with like Omonia might have been the one exception where they were quasi okay. And he, uh, there's Abolon fans who feel that Abolon would have won more trophies if Kirzis had played along with um, with you know the situation in in Cyprus but again that's speculative and it's a fan thing so I you know th these are not facts you know it's just street talk the, the thing is with with the Cypriot uh, football club presidents it's like a game of thrones isn't it each one of them has got their own background story Gizzi has got that that link with a uh, Pinis was it Pinisiavi or is it a Kia Jorachin? One of the two... Uh... Uh, Zahabi for sure, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you knew the other one as well. Yeah, so he's, he's got that in the background. Then you've got Manidara Pedridis, who's got his own little relationship with the Archbishop, you know, and then you've got all these, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hambullah, Hambullah from uh, Anorthosi, <laughs> who, who likes to kill rare songbirds, you know, and it's just, you, you've got this... Each one of them have got their own little character and it's hilarious. But then when you look at, I mean, look at the, the logo that we have for crying out loud. People ask me, what's that all about? This is not an exaggeration of Cypriot football. There are brown envelopes. There is money being thrown around. There are referees' cars being blown up. This is what happens. This is my part. This is what makes I mean, Cypriot League so beautiful. <laughs> we're talking about chairman. We There's one, I mean, I'm not going to say his name, but there is one very obvious when we're talking about colorful characters um, in the Lanaka region, wearing red and black. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to mention him <laughs> because I value my life. Yeah, I mean, we have to, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it, it's, it's just really interesting. I mean, the, but yeah. Uh, I mean, we could go on and on. I don't know if you, if you would want to move to a, <laughs> I'll never forget the interview. Another game. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here. I remember the interview we did with Sofian Sherfa, and um, <laughs> he was talking about that specific president. And I said to him, what, you said no to him? He went, no, 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 no. I didn't say no to him. <laughs> I, said I'll, I said I'll think about, I'll think about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right, gentlemen, I've, I've uh, cut this bit out, edited it out because, um, yes, we, we started talking about Cypriot presidents. And as I said, we value our lives. So um, let's talk about this game between Abolon and uh, Abuel. Fantastic game of football, especially first half. You had uh, Abuel taking an early lead uh, from, uh, ah, what's his name? Uh, the central defender, oh, Garo. Garo scored from yeah. a, a rebound. Then you had a wonderful equaliser. A wonderful equaliser on, on the half volley outside the box from uh, Zadi. Zadi, is that how you pronounce it? Um, and then Bitam missed the penalty, even though it was kind of like Beckham in, at the Euros where he slipped and he hit the ball over the bar. I don't know how he managed to do that because there was no turf flying up. Um, and then you saw some all sorts of shit housing going on by the, the, the ball boys, not throwing the ball back. Our ball were getting pissed off. The fans were laughing about it. We saw a female in the crowd that ended up on the television. <laughs> which confused me like women don't go to football is it Saudi Arabia um, and then you had Ogrezvili's should have been sent off and then Abolon getting the winner so curious and Abolon fan talk to us please yeah I mean um, I won't go on too long about this because uh, I'm interested in hearing uh, Roy's take 
uh, on the game as well as a, as a non-Abolon fan. But um, yeah, I think we I think we deserved to to win. Um, but let me go chronologically because I can get lost in the in the thoughts of the game a little bit. So the the opening goal, um, I think Dimitriou should have done better. Uh, it was okay. It was a strong uh, release. You know you're going to block it. You're not going to hold it. It was too pow powerfully struck. But at least block it to the side or parry it to the side. Don't spill it right in front of you. That being said, uh, shout out to Caro for his like a poacherish anticipation. Um, you know, he he sprinted almost immediately when when the ball was uh, heading towards the keeper, uh, and he won the the aerial duel uh, from the um, you know from the rebound. So, yeah, uh, shout out to Caro uh, for you know for the anticipation on that. Um, but then, I mean, it was Abulon kind of like stepped up. And as a general point, slowly but surely, there's like traces of, of a team, you know, being shown by, by Abolon. It's taking a while, but every game there's like one or two percent, you know, improvements in, in certain bits, especially in terms of making the pressing a bit more coherent, stringing a few passes together, improving the build-up. Obviously, I think Abolon are a bit... Uh, you know, there's some time needed to get where the manager probably wants the team to go, but I, I can see some improvements. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how things progress in the league. Uh, but anyway, back to the game itself. If you watch the 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 equalizer, okay, great goal. But before I get to the finish, it's just like we keep saying the same thing with Abuel and. To a certain extent, are not fuzzies like the ball watching, like when the ball reaches the final third. It's just so passive. I I, I don't understand why that's continuing. Obviously, Avusti is barely there, uh, has barely had time to implement certain things, but it's just so poor. When uh, first of all, the the cross is practically unchallenged. The nearest player is like three meters away, three three four meters away. Again, very narrow defending, and then because the defending is was so narrow for, for Abuel. There's basically um, four players basically occupying the space of two Abuelo forwards. Abitas uh, uh, is by himself. Uh, obviously, Jari is on the edge of the box completely alone. Granted, if he had taken a touch, probably an Abuel player would have had time to come closer, but the first time finish didn't leave any time. What a finish. He's basically our Digini, like the one uh, like clear cut above everyone else this uh, this season. The sharpness, the the quality and the decision making is obviously head and shoulders above everyone else for the time being. Hopefully he'll he'll drag some players up to his level. Um, but yeah, really, really good finish. Uh, and and the ball was allowed to bounce in the area as well, which they tell you, like, obviously I've never played professionally, but I think every coach will tell you, don't let the ball bounce. It bounce yeah. if, it, if, it comes, if it comes close to you, clear it. You know, if in doubt, kick it out. It's like five-year-old instru instructions. So not the greatest defending. Uh, the penalty incident, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm a bit confused. It obviously touched the hand, but it was the result of a tackle from close range. Um, I think in the UK, in, in the Premier League, there's clear instructions to not give these penalties anymore. It was harsh, wasn't um, it? It was very harsh. It was a very harsh call. It was, yeah, it was harsh. I, I wouldn't give it myself. And then obviously, Bita slipped. Um, I don't know how he managed. I don't know if the if the turf was wet or if he leaned back. In any case, it was a, a bad take. And on another day, would have punished uh, the club by missing a point, but it was early enough in the game to allow for a reaction. But yeah, not a great day for Bitas. I'm going to skip to the 94th minute because he missed an absolute sitter. Um, yeah. The header. To, yeah, the header. He, he tried to do a, a, a quasi-diving header and it, it was just just not, not very well executed. He had but, time to bring yeah, the ball think, down and uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. 
it, it was not a great day for, for because obviously he contributed in the press. You know, he's always energetic, but not, not a great day on, on the on the ball for him. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, the, the second goal, uh, I thought Santos really, really poor, really, really poor. Uh, just weak. I mean, there's people saying that it was a foul. Um, I, I don't think it was a foul, uh, I, but I just thought he went to challenge the carrier, and he just bounced off him and just fell on on the. Obviously, there was a there was a fifty. I guess there was like maybe a fifty fifty, or I guess you can say a seventy thirty, because San, Santos was the one approaching the player in possession. But the way he kind of like bounced off and fell on the ground and just stayed on the ground. It wasn't very good. And then obviously it was an own goal. But the fact that uh, it was like three players back already, the fact that it, that an own goal came from a situation like that, it just shows how kind of like desperate last defending um, they they did. They, did, they didn't know if, if he was going to cross. They didn't know if it was going to take a shot from a kind of like an acute angle. But the fact that they couldn't coordinate amongst themselves for one player to go and, and uh, try to block it, and then another player to prevent a cutback, which is what happened. Again, it just shows like a lack of like organization in, in the Upwell defense. I thought it was a really poor goal for them to, to concede. I don't know what you guys think about the game as well. Was it was it Zabala that, that went for the ball and um, the Bagali double just brushed him off? Was it Zabala? I, I can't remember. Come on, I think I think it might have been. Yeah, but for me, when I when I saw that him going down, I didn't know what happened. And then when you see the the angle from the side from the from the touchline, I'm thinking what he's tried to do. He's tried to to basically block uh, Darbo from getting through. And Darbo's just so strong, he he just bounced off him, and he knew he messed up. So he started rolling about. And to be honest, Darbo's ball in the box wasn't a great one either. In all fairness, I mean he he got he Was got it? the. Was, was it, it double? I think it was. Uh, oh, I think yes. it was younger. Younger, younger, younger. Sorry, younger, 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 younger. Younger. Apologies. I, I got apologies. a bit confused. Yeah, because double went yeah. off. Sorry, sorry. Apologies. Yeah, it was. It was younger. That's right. On the right hand side, it was younger. Yeah. So he's um he's he basically he tried to block his run, and he's he's just got to come off him, and then the ball in the box. Actually, the ball across the face of the goal wasn't great. But at the same time, he had enough power on the cross that when it was diverted, it was going to go in. What what Santos was doing, I don't understand. There was it, there was uh, Souza, was it Souza? Souza, wasn't it? Souza got the own goal, yeah. Yeah, Souza scored the own goal. Yeah, what was Souza scored the? Yeah, Souza wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Souza yeah. got the own goal. Yeah, what was he doing diving into that when you got three other defenders on on the edge of the six yard box? I don't, I don't it, quite understand. But. Yeah, it's it's exactly what I was thinking. He just dived in there and he must have realized that he was, okay, you can dive like that when you are um, before the post, not between posts uh, where you're, you, you're either facing the person crossing to either head or block or whatever, or you let the keeper come and claim it. Um, but to dive in, it was like a finish. It was like a, like an Inzaghi or like a quit, like a, like a, like a Dirk quit finish, like kind of like exactly. a Messi and ja, ja, Jammy like finish. But if, you know, if a forward did that, I would like, yeah, you know, good goal. Get, got stuck in there. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Well, there's, that's another loss for them. Um, and we've done so many post-mortems about Upworld gentlemen. Um, is there anything that we, we need to discuss about this team? I mean, I look at Kavili Dyer, he, he's had he's been feeding off scraps. Nadel looked pretty decent, but he looks like a very selfish player to me. He looks like a very selfish player. He doesn't look like a player that wants to you know contribute too much from a, from an assist perspective. And I'll tell you this for now, I could see him and Ogreas really clashing. I could see it happening. I'll just say, because I was I was gonna get to that point uh, later on, and it's a good thing you brought it up. Because in the Abuel Salamina game, I, I made a specific note. He took a shot from like 35 year, yards out with a ton, a ton of uh, teammates ahead of him. And obviously he skied it 10 meters above the, 
above the bar. So he's a quality player for sure, you know, technique-wise, shooting-wise. But if he doesn't gel, I, I don't know. I mean, um, okay, actually, yeah, it could happen, you know. I mean, he could, obviously, he could have been red-carded, should have been red-carded in the game, like Roy said before. Um, but yeah, like in the Abuel Salamina game, obviously they won. Uh, but it's one of those wins where it's not exactly a bounce back because it, it was in the cup. And I don't think it really convinced anyone because the first goal they scored was really, really poor goalkeeping from the Salamina goalkeeper. It was a set piece, near post, uh, mid-height, mid not particularly challenging. He just stood there and watched it go in uh, from a Zabala uh, free kick. And before they scored, they uh, there were boos in Rasibi. I, I, I heard boos. You can hear it in the in the um, you know in the clips of the of the, the highlights, which I, I found it interesting. And it was nil nil. And Salamina created a ton of chances at one nil. They they created a few chances before they they conceded, but between one nil and two nil, they created a ton of chances and or high-quality scenarios. Biggies nearly half dribble past the whole defense at some point in the second half. Um, they had this one shot in the, uh, I think, 80, 80th minute. It was like a horizontal pass um, between the 60-yard uh, the box and the penalty uh, spot. And it was like a first-time finish, really well hit, but just directly at the Apoel keeper, and obviously then they they killed it in the in the last few minutes of the game, uh, and Dongala with a really really good cross from the left, um, which and Dongala was uh, one of the most um, embattled Apoel players from last season. I, I think there's in in the proper system with the right manager, there's something in there. Obviously, they're not. I don't think they'll keep him next season, but yeah, it was a really good cross for the second Apoel goal. There we go. Well, look, before we wrap up, gents, we've got a few games to discuss very, very quickly. Bayek drew 0-0 against Aris. It was the battle of the promoted sides. Anortosi got a 2-1 victory over Ethnic. It was a fantastic strike from Artimadas, which pff, that's a contender for goal of the season already, isn't it? Um, and the other two games ended in uh, one or draw Buffer against uh, Aek, which was a pretty decent game. I don't know how Buffer didn't make the most of the opportunities that they had because they had so many clear-cut chances, they, they'd be very disappointed to come away with only a point at home. But that man, Triskovsky, gave Ayek the lead and a, a fantastic goal from outside the box um, by Dragomir. Left-footed strike, which all right, maybe the goalkeeper should have saved, but I think it was a good strike anyway. And obviously, Olympiagos drawing one all against uh, Ael, a game where it was literally a game of two halves. First half was all Ael. And, um, you know, Shepovic had a couple half chances. But Olympiagos came out of the traps in the second half and uh, got a penalty in the last 10 minutes, I believe. And it was a foul from the left-back, Mazan. And for me, I don't know if you guys saw this, this, this is the epitome of getting on the wrong side of a forward. This left-back was clearly out of position. He's tracked back. He's panicked. And let's be 100% honest, I, I don't know where... Um, where the striker was going to be there, where Peter Wilson was going. It's almost as if he tried to bring the ball inside. And by doing so, the left-back has panicked and he's just gone completely through him. There was, there was no need for that whatsoever. And Gizzi will be pulling his hair out. Uh, I think you meant Gerkes. Gerkes, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. No, because um, I think I think Gizzi might is going to be happy with that. With that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Apologies. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, um, the, the words are close to each other, but um, no, it was yeah, like you said, um, just completely went through for no reason. Although I will say that Olympiagos were threatening the whole of the second half, <clears throat> created a lot of chances. Um, Sali had a good chance when Giliago uh, crossed it from Olympiagos' right. Um, again, like he had a ton of space in the in the penalty box, but he he went first time. Tried to side foot it, but he skied it. Um, but yeah, I think it was, like you said, a game of two, two halves, quite balanced. Um, Olympiagos deserved something. I, I obviously 
created a few chances. Like I think the best one they created before the goal, uh, Chebovic uh, was a header again, uh, but he it was right. But yeah, it was it was a balanced game, and I think one one was uh, the fairest result. And Roy, um, Buffalo against Ajax, which team do you think will be the happier out of the two? I think that Buffalo started the season pretty well up until they got spanked at Ajax last week. Um, but Ajax, again, they look very strong. But in terms of getting a point away from home at Buffalo, it's never a bad result, is it? Obviously, it's not a bad result. As you see, that, that that's the main characteristic of the first three games, that you... You can't jump into conclusions just when you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, this team's doing well. Then the next game, yeah, they're having a difficult time. They're not as uh, convincing. You don't see the progress. Maybe, like Kiri said, uh, Apollon is the team that's been steadily progressing every week. Um, I mean, if you think of the game, they started with Achna and then with uh, Aris. Uh, I think with Abuel, they played quite well and you could start seeing what they're trying to do with the new manager. But as far as uh, the other teams, you can't really tell that there's any team that played equally well all three games or two games for some teams because some teams just played two games. And, um, yeah, I mean, especially Paphos. So Paphos started with a 4-0 victory against Dabwell. Then they lost 4-0 and then they drew. Ike. Uh, with uh, Doxa home, Doxa were down to nine men. They couldn't beat Doxa. Then they played against us. And they seem like uh, a team that uh, can do really good things this season. And then they play differently. IL similarly, Olympia goes lost to Aris at home. And then they beat up well. And so it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the game. Uh, of Paphos and, and I, who's going to be happier? Uh, I would have wished that uh, Paphos would have been happier so they can get disappointed this Sunday when they play against us. <laughs> Obviously, I prefer a team to come and play against us if they won a game rather than lose because, you know, it's always a bit more... Uh, you, you don't know what to expect from a team because it, it breeds complacency when you... Mm -hmm. when it, Loses a game, you always seem to be a bit more, uh, you know, uh, one way or another, I'm going to win. But uh, well, Buffalo are very, very attack minded this season. Uh, it, okay, it helps that their head coach is absolutely bloody bonkers. <laughs> yeah, but if, if it was, if it was on last year's Omonia, I would have said it was would have been not an easy win because there's no such thing with an easy win with Omonia. But uh, I, I would feel confident that, you know, we would defend well, we'd be compact and then on, hit them on the counter. But I think it's going to be a very difficult game on Sunday again uh, as well. Sorry, I keep on talking about Omonia. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. No, can I just quickly say that yeah. me and Roy uh, re reverse jinxed two players. Yeah. Uh, 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 Wada won a penalty for Anorthosis. <laughs> yeah. And Borgadinov like did a Peter Michael at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, they, can th they can thank us for that. Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, one more thing before we wrap things up, gents. Kiri, the Limassol derby this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Ael against Abolon. How do you think that one's going to go? Because we, that... we've seen a few issues with the fans recently, which, yeah. 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 I, I uh, you know, the first thing, any uh, self-respecting property uh, developer in Limassol should say, don't buy property close to any of the two clubs' uh, fan houses because <laughs> they don't respect cars, nothing. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Um, I, I'll, uh, on this one, like a 60-40, I'm favoring them. Um, they've been together the longest. They have more connections on the pitch. More, they have more understanding on the pitch. Um, Gerkes is gonna ramp them up for sure. Um, they pressed us for 60 minutes, like like 60 minutes uh, out of the 90, which is a long a long time to press a team uh, in the last game between us last season. So I'm expecting something similar. The difference now is. The, the new Abolo manager also wants to press. 
So something has to give. Although I don't know. I, I'm if we had last season's centre backs, I would have felt a bit more comfortable in terms of like playing from the back and being a bit more comfortable and soaking up the pressure. But yeah, I, I'm I'm favouring Isle slightly. Um, but we'll see, you know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another 2-1 like Abuela Bolon, but I, I'm not sure where, where I would I would give it. Probably I would favour Isle marginally. Well, with uh, Grabnozingo and uh, Vizinho on the bench, I think um, Isle have got a good chance. <laughs> yeah, this is the biggest test for Abuelo, I think, this far. Because with, with Achna and Aris and Abuela, I don't think they've been, for different reasons, they haven't been tested to the highest level. And uh, the game against Dell will, will be a big test for Apollon. Uh, but definitely it's not going to be a decider. It's not going to, de- it's not going to be a decisive game for the rest of the league. And um, one thing I have to mention is, uh, again, about um, Fanos. Fanos, that is the last two games I, I saw. Okay, one game was highlights. But the game I watched uh, the other day, because they put him as centre-back, they put him as defensive midfielder. And I think especially when Roberge is next to him, he's, he's improved. He's calmed down a lot. A lot Because uh, this boy had uh, potential and he's a very hardworking player, but sometimes he loses his shit, but now he seems to be... Um, he's, he's playing really well, really, really well the last couple of games. And I'm happy for Fanos a lot. Lovely. Well, that's another episode done of This Is My Pub, boys and girls. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's been quite eventful, especially when it comes to talking about referees. But, um, Kiri, any social media you want to promote? Anything like that? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Nicolao Kiri, N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U-K-Y-R-I. Um, that's about it. Excellent. Roy? You can find me on Instagram on Roy Nochoftes. And you can find Stell at Chase Stell on Instagram as well. He does it for me. It's beautiful. I don't need the PA. I just get right. <laughs> <It's, laughs> I'll, I'll put a wig and lipstick when I say it, man. It's a different show for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Take care, boys and girls. <laughs>